Ocean Park standoff. Good news on Island 1069 WIISQS. Good morning. I'm Gwen Falosa. We are, the show is It's Too Early. It's just me. I don't know why I keep saying we. Broadcasting right off Duval Street in beautiful Key West, Florida. Thanks for joining me this morning. We'll do uh, your headlines and the weather forecast, but the the centerpiece of the show is uh, our amazing guests that come on. Uh, My guest today it works for the nonprofit Public Knowledge. They promote freedom of expression and open internet and access to affordable communications tools. Where you have a lot to talk about, Jenna Leventoff. Good morning. Good morning. Now, um, is it too early for you? You're, you're a lawyer, so you're up all the time, right? Yeah. No, it's no, it's too early for me. <laughs> <laughs> I always ask. It's me. very much too early for it's me. A little too early for me too, because some people be like, "What's the name of your show?" I've been up since four. I'm like, "You're not." You're the outlier, sir. Um, When someone told me about the show, I was like, it is, in fact, too early (laughs) to do this. Well, I appreciate it. I woke up early for you. Okay. I appreciate you taking the time, and um, I I do appreciate it. We have so much to talk about. Now, Public Knowledge is a nonprofit, and it's all about providing access to to the Internet computers so that people can have freedom of expression. Can can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So... What public knowledge, we are a DC-based consumer advocacy group. And like you said, we promote freedom of expression, uh, an open internet, and we want to make sure that everyone has access to affordable communications tools for the internet or phone service, which has never been more important than now when so many of us are stuck at home still mm-hmm. after almost two years. Um So we work mostly on federal advocacy, working with Congress, executive agencies, and the Federal Communications Commission to, you know, make sure that everyone has freedom of expression online and affordable communications tools. Now, can you talk about... um... You know, the, the number of people uh, across the, the nation or in certain states that how, how many people are lacking when it comes to access to the Internet? There's conflicting numbers. Um, the Federal Communications Commission says that about 20 million people lack Internet. However, their data is notoriously bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the real number is closer to about 40 million Americans across the country don't have internet. And that number is probably even higher when we factor in how the lack of how reliable broadband is. Um, so, you know, if you were to look at the number of people who had reliable, affordable broadband, I'm guessing more than 40 million people would not have access right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, you are an, you're an attorney. Um, what, what, are, what are your day-to-day uh, responsibilities with working with public knowledge? I do a lot of our lobbying. I know that that's a bad word, but it's it's not so bad when you get to do it for the good guys. Mm-hmm. I work a lot with Congress to make sure that they're paying attention <clears throat> to the lack of broadband across our country and doing something about it to make sure that they're passing policies to make sure that broadband is more affordable, reliable, and that everyone can access it. And and what about, I mean, for, for a lot of people... It's it's a big expense. I, I know there are people who who just can't afford you know, computers, tablets. They they can't afford smartphones. But it's such a big expense. Do you, do you know why it costs so much? Is there isn't it regulated by the feds? That's a great question. And the short answer is no. Okay. No, it's not. 
if you remember that term net neutrality that was floating around a couple of years ago that everyone was talking about, mm-hmm. part of that means, you know, the freedom for people to do what they want online when they want without their internet service provider interfering. However, in order to get rid of that policy, the FCC essentially took away its own ability to regulate broadband. Mm. So the FCC can't regulate the price of broadband right now. <laughs> and they can't do a whole lot of other things as well because they took away their own ability to do it. Is that, I don't want to say, is that pressure from corporations or they, uh, pressure from other you know, elected officials? I mean, I don't know. We, we might not know. You know, it's it's hard to say exactly, but I can tell you that corporations don't want to be regulated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it is not surprising that they invest a significant amount of money in efforts to not be regulated. And, and, and sometimes those efforts are very successful. Yeah, I, I really wasn't familiar. I didn't know about the, I thought the FCC, I thought the feds, you know, they're, wow, I thought they were on top of this. Um, but what, um, it seems like, you know, public knowledge, you're, you're, um, you're going up against, you know, huge, um, huge uh, corporations, and I'm sure they have lobbyists and such. What, what is your approach when you're, when you're, do you, do you go directly to members of Congress or um, how, how do you, how do you make it happen? I work a lot with the staff of members of Congress, and admittedly, it's it's difficult. We are outgunned. Um, at Public Knowledge, we have a team of four lobbyists, and each of us have our own issue areas that we focus on. To put it in perspective, a large company would probably have one lobbyist for each member of Congress. Mm, mm as opposed to me, who has to handle all members of Congress for my issue areas. Um, and so trying to get things done is is difficult, you know, as, as one person who can only do so much. Um, I rely on the fact that I am fighting for consumers and a lot of staff members on Capitol Hill and members of Congress as well, they're consumers. Everyone has their own story about a time when their internet was too expensive or it didn't work. And so everyone can relate to this. And I think that really helps when advocating because it's something that everyone just understands and they understand why the internet is so important as well. Now, uh, educate me on this. There's got to be some companies that provide low cost or free there have to be right for for people who yes okay the vulnerable populations there have to be some there has to be something yeah some internet companies have programs specifically for low-income consumers for example comcast has their internet essentials program which offers low-income consumers a slightly slower low-cost plan um the issue arises for consumers that you know, don't have one of those providers available in their area. Mm. And oftentimes that's consumers living in rural communities. Um, Their internet is more expensive because they don't have a number of providers available. Even in urban communities, um, I always find it interesting that people in apartment buildings sometimes only have access to one provider, which doesn't make sense, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know some people that are, yeah, that only have one. Yeah, some people only have one, and you think, in an area that has enough people there, there should be multiple providers. Turns out, 
landlords, they can make a deal with the internet provider and prevent other providers from accessing the building. And so, you know, the lack of competition is really present across the country in rural communities and urban communities, and it's driving up the price of broadband. I, I didn't think about the, the lack of competition means, obviously, that people can, uh, the companies can set their rates and it's not like they have to lower them for any anybody. Um, and the customer service, too. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have to compete with anyone, so there's no reason that you don't have to wait on hold for four hours if you have a problem. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm old enough that I can remember when, you know, I remember no internet. I'm not that old, but anyway, but I'm old enough that I can remember, um, you know, when, when it was sort of an extra thing to have. And today without, we don't have print newspapers anymore, really, and, and don't get me started, television, you have to have cable and internet to have to have tv i mean the internet is how we get our information today right right so it's it's critical for people to have it mm-hmm. yeah the internet is vital you need it for literally everything nowadays you need it to work from home to take classes to fill out government forms to connect with your friends I and mean, it's it's vital and and I absolutely I I, just, I can't imagine because you know I take it for granted a lot of people take it for granted, um you know I, I mean it it's expensive for everybody I I think I think it, it it's it's a little much from, uh but and and if you it's more if you want it like to work really well if you want high speed or you know what I mean like it seems mm-hmm. like it's um but um that uh, public knowledge also helps you know get get computers right and tablets and for for people. Yes, this is something that we are very excited about. We have been pushing Congress to pass a piece of legislation that would give low-income consumers a voucher to purchase a computer or tablet. Because the unfortunate reality is, if you don't have one of these, you can't get online. Mm -hmm. And you certainly can't do your homework on a cell phone, if that's all that you have. Um, you, You need a device to get connected. And so many low-income people just don't have $300, $400, $500 to put down for a device. Um, and even if they do, maybe there's only one device in an entire household. And so households are forced to choose who gets to go online when. And that's not an acceptable position for us to be putting people in. Um, and so we are fighting to make sure that Congress includes this device voucher program in its budget reconciliation bill. Um, And we are very hopeful that it will pass and we'll be able to get low-income consumers the devices that they need. Now, now public knowledge is is marking 20 years, right? 20th anniversary? 20 years, yeah. That's great. And um, what keeps keeps it... Um, what keeps you motivated to, to keep doing this work? It's hard. I, I would think it's frustrating and, and, and it's not easy. It is. It, everyone at Public Knowledge, all of my colleagues, we do it because we care. I have never met a group of people that are more passionate about what they do and about protecting consumers. We're all consumers. We've all been wronged by these companies we know what consumers want and need and and that's what keeps us going is is knowing that we're helping people doing the right thing and we're all focused on something that we care about a lot and the success must feel beyond rewarding correct when you're able to set people up with access it does 
Uh, it feels amazing. Um, earlier, or late last year, Congress passed a piece of legislation that created something called the Emergency Broadband Benefit. And that benefit gives low-income consumers a $50 discount on their internet bill. And over 5 million households have signed up. And knowing that I have contributed even in a small part to help 5 million households get connected to the internet, I mean, that feels amazing. It keeps you going. It does. That is great. That is great. What can uh, what, what can people do to help? I mean, obviously, you know, get get educated and, and donate. Is that what, what what are the top things that people can do if they're sitting at home going, hey, I want to help people get access to the Internet and computers? First of all, if you want to help, that is wonderful. Um, certainly, I encourage you to look at the public knowledge website, publicknowledge.org. Um, but also talk to your members of Congress, talk mm. to the FCC. They need to hear from you. They need to know what issues you're facing because they can't help if they don't know. Um, so please write to your member of Congress. Um, if there's an issue you're facing, write to the FCC. They can help. Wow. And, and I, I know I'm running out of time, but I wanted to ask what I mean, it seems like a, you know, pretty valid argument or, you know, like people, you know, people who can't afford Internet access should, should should get a chance. What are the arguments that you come up against that it's like, eh, we can't do that? What, what are the arguments? No one outright says that broadband should not be available to everyone mm-hmm. or at least most people don't say that. Every once in a while, people will say that those people who don't have the internet simply don't want it. Okay. And we know that that's we that, know that that's not true. That's we reason. know that some of the top reasons that people don't have the internet are because they can't afford it or they can't afford a computer. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a lot of times it's just that the companies will say broadband is affordable. Broadband is great. Everyone's happy. We're the best in the world. And that's not true. You know, uh, our broadband is some of the most expensive in the world. So it's it's sort of a misrepresentation of the reality on the ground gotcha. is, is what we hear most often. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much for getting up early, earlier than, than usual and, and coming <laughs> on the show. Publicknowledge.org. It's an amazing website, everybody. So check it out. There's so much information. I'm a reporter. So whenever I see a good website, I, I congratulate people because it's so many just have no information. Like you go to someone's website and it doesn't say anything. But publicknowledge.org, it's all kinds of uh, press releases, information, uh, ways you can get involved. Jenna Leventoff, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Right. Have a great day. You too. Take care. And uh, thank you all for coming um, coming on. The, thanks for, for coming and listening to the show. I'm here weekdays at 8.15. I'm going to take a music break and come back with some headlines and your weather forecast. This is Love, Fame, Tragedy, My Cheating Heart. Stick around. <laughs> 